Good morning, everyone. I'm glad you're all here today. Thank you for appearing here. Oh, look, she's coming too. Okay, that's precious. Okay. Oh, that's hot. Mm -mm. So I'm glad you're all here today, right? And so let's go back and cover a couple questions from last week. Were any of you here last week? Great. So you should know these, right? Excellent, Marnie. Thank you. So would God keep his promises through Abraham's son, Ishmael? Yes? You guys say yes? Everyone? Lincoln? You think yes? Okay. Actually, it's no. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry. Actually, Sarah would have a son. What was the other son's name? Isaac. Yes, son's name Isaac, through whom the promised Messiah would come. So it was through Isaac that happened instead of Ishmael, right? Oh, hi. Okay. <laughs> I'm used to that. My son does that all the time to me. Okay, next question. Did Abraham struggle to believe God's promise? Yes, he did. Though he believed, he still had many doubts, right? A lot of doubts through that. He still believed. So, good, good. Olivia, I need you to focus, girl. <laughs> She's like just on the lollipop. Okay, I'm going to read the questions real quick. Everyone listening on live, you want to just go with your kids and listen to this too, if you're listening out there. We're going to go through some of the questions. So first question, I want you to just keep in mind from our scripture. Who visited Abraham? So keep that in mind. Why did Sarah laugh? Okay. And how did God respond to Sarah's doubts? So just kind of keep those in mind. Who visited Abraham? Why did Sarah laugh? And how did God respond to Sarah's doubts? So now we're going to go and turn to Genesis 18, and we're going to read through verses 1 through 3, and we'll also read for verse, uh, through verses 9 through 15. So I'll read the first part, and we'll go from there. So verses 1 through 3. Now the Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre, while he was sitting at the tent door in the heat of the day. When he raised his eyes and looked, behold, three men were standing opposed him. So there's three men there. When he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed down on the ground. So immediately he bowed. And he said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in your sight, please do not pass your servant by. So immediately, three guys, sees the Lord right there, immediately bows down, just right there. So verses 9 through 15, we'll skip a little ahead. Then they said to him, Where is your wife Sarah? And he said, There in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you at this time next year. And behold, your wife Sarah will have a son. So he'll return next year. Sarah will have a son. And Sarah was listening by the tent door, and which was behind him. So she was listening to what was going on. And now Abraham and Sarah were old, okay? Also advanced in age. I love that phrase. They were advanced in age. <laughs> Good wording, right? Make sure you tell your parents they've advanced in age. Is that, no. no. Uh, <laughs> So, as they advanced in age, Sarah was past childbearing. She's a lot older. She assumed she wasn't going to have children. She thought she was barren, okay? So, Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I become old, am I to have pleasure, my Lord being old also? But the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? <laughs> Could you imagine God looking at you and saying, Why did you laugh? Like, that's kind of intimidating. That's kind of rough. And um, so he said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh, saying, shall I actually give birth to a child when I am so old? 
Is anything too difficult for the Lord? So there it is. Yeah, right. Good, good answer. Good, good. Nothing. At the appointed time, I will return to you, like he said, a year later. And at this time next year, Sarah will have a son. So he reiterated it. You know, when God says something over and over, like, truly, truly, I say to you, or holy, 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 it's very important as he repeats it, right? So he repeated again. By next year, I will be there and Sarah will have a son. Okay? But Sarah denied it. However, saying, I did not laugh. <laughs> so she said, no, I, I didn't laugh. No. For she was afraid, right? We lie sometimes when we're afraid. We talked about this many times before. And God said, no, but you did laugh. So not only did she deny God's promise, but she laughed and lied. Pretty hard stuff. So, yeah, right. So let's get to the question. Lincoln, who visited Abraham? Do you know? That's okay. <laughs> That's with you. Okay, so do you know who visited Abraham? God, right? And uh, there was two others. There was three, right? There were three mysterious men that came to Abraham. So their leader was, yes, it was God himself, okay? For a time, God took on the form of a man to reveal himself to Abraham, okay? This is a picture, check this out, Lincoln. This is a picture of what he will do in Jesus, okay? Remember, Jesus came what? In the form of a man, God incarnate, fully God, fully man, right? We are later told that the two other men were angels, and we have scripture to back that up. In Genesis 19.15, when morning dawned, the angels urged Lot, saying, up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you'll be swept away in the punishment of the city. And as I'm talking to him about that, so it was God, two angels, Next question, you guys are doing great. Love it. You guys are awesome. Why did Sarah laugh? Yes. Yeah, she, uh, she was in doubt. She was afraid, she, and she had doubt on that. So she heard God's promise that she would have a child within the next year. And if you've been barren for 90-plus years and told that, and all of a sudden you're like, you're going to have a child tomorrow, and you're going to be like, huh, yeah, right. <laughs> and you might doubt that, probably. So Sarah laughed in what? Unbelief. Yeah, yeah, that's right, unbelief, thinking that God's promise cannot possibly come true. So there's one of our faults is sometimes we doubt God that way, and uh, it's tough. So now how did God respond to Sarah's doubt? So there you have Sarah doubting him. So how did God respond? I mean, if I went up to God and told him, well, I'm going to lie in front of you, or I mocked you, we probably deserve punishment for that kind of, right? But how did he handle it, do you know? Yeah, she was scared. So he gently scolded her, okay? The word gently, right? Reminding her and Abraham that there is nothing that is too hard for him, right? He was very gentle. He was, he was kind in his nature in that way. He is the God who, who belongs all power, and he would keep his promise, right? So all power, keeping his promise. Gently scolding her. A beautiful image that we see of his nature, just as Jesus did in the same way. We'll talk a little bit more, too. So what's the main idea I want to get by on you guys? Everyone listening to you today, the main idea is God does not forsake believers in their doubt, but draws them near, or draws near to them in grace, right? Beautiful, beautiful, amazing grace, okay? So God has visited Abraham many times before, but this is the first time he came in the form of man. And what a beautiful scene this is, because you can look at this as almost the preeminent Christ, the Christophany. It's a big word, right? 
Yeah, it's Jesus that came in there in that time, right? Because remember, God is spirit. And we're going to go into the verse here because it says God is not a man. He doesn't have a body like we do with fingers or feet. So in John 4, 24, Jesus said this, that God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So we know Christ came in the flesh, right? So he has that body. So preeminent Christ, Christophany, that was actually Jesus there, which was God. Love it. So, but like a dad, okay, who gets down on his hands and knees to play with his child, God comes low to reveal himself to us, right? He came, he always comes to us. He's always seeking us out. We're never seeking him, right? We're not good. We don't want to. Yet he always comes to us. So God comes low to reveal himself to us, and he took on the form of man so that Abraham could know him more intimately. And this is where it gets really kind of interesting. Check this phrase out. God ate a meal with Abraham. So imagine you're at the dinner table. You're with your family, right? Right there is God, just sitting right there. How do you guys feel about that? <laughs> it's kind of, whew, you know, no pressure there, right? <laughs> like having God sit there talking at the table. So God ate the table with Abraham. And imagine having God as your dinner guest. And so we won't see God eating with the people again until who comes? You got it. Jesus, right? Because he sits with them. But Abraham was a friend of God, and God had come to strengthen that friendship. So he came to them, right? So what did they talk about at dinner? What do you think? You don't think they talked? Oh, no. No, they talked. They definitely talked. They definitely talked. <laughs> but they talked about what? The promise of God. His promise, right? They did, well, sort of. They talked about the promise of God. <laughs> Good. <laughs> So Baron Sarah, okay, right, would indeed have a son. So that was what God said. And when God says, that's usually how it goes. So God would make her able to be pregnant after many painful years of waiting. And, uh, but as Sarah listened to the conversation, okay, she laughed in unbelief. And how many times have we laughed in unbelief sometimes? You know, I sometimes doubt God too. Oh, is he really going to take care of me? Is he really going to take care of something I prayed about? Well, absolutely. It could be a yes. It could be a no. But he always takes care of us, just like he does the sparrows, the dandelions, the plants, everything. Always takes care of us. So she laughs in unbelief, right? Don't, don't you understand, God, I am barren and old. That's her response. I'm barren and old. There's no way you can do this. You may have created me, but there's no way you can do this, huh? It's just not possible, right? And our finite mind, my little finite mind, my little mind says that. So she says to herself, and then when the Lord scolded her for laughter, she lied. So another added on kind of thing, right? Oof. Saying that she didn't laugh. And that's like, you guys know if I laughed right now and, and uh, then I said, you saw me laugh at you. And I was like, no, no, I didn't laugh. Of course you would, you would know. I just laughed in front of you, right? You saw that. You heard it. Pretty big accusation. Oh, that's cute. Um, so what would you do, right? You would probably say, Fine. If you're going to treat me like that, then forget it. That's like God was saying. Was like, so we would say, like, if you were treating me like that, Marlene, I'd be like, okay, fine. You know what? Forget it. I'm not even going to try anymore. I'm going to go. That's how we would treat it. Right? It's easier to do that because we're just like, you're disrespecting me. I don't want to try to help you anymore. Right? But God is way different than us. Okay? But God is so marvelously gracious. Marvelously gracious. He didn't cast off Sarah. Just as Jesus dealt with doubt in his disciples. Because they doubted too, right? God gently scolded doubting Sarah and confirmed his promise to her. 
So if you have Matthew 14, 31, okay, immediately Jesus reached out his hand and took hold of him, which was uh, Peter, if I remember right, and said to him, you of little faith, why did you doubt? So even his, even his apostles doubted him, right? Okay? But this is kind of cool when I hear it combines the natures of God and Jesus, right? So you learn about Jesus' patience, his grace. You learn about God's grace in this. So in John 14, 9, it says, Jesus said to him, have I been with you? For so long a time, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? The one who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? And they said at that point, if you've seen me, you've seen God. Okay? You've seen how patient he is with the doubt, and how God dealt with it too, because Jesus is God. So you see that correlation. So basically, he drew near to her with his amazing grace. The beautiful, beautiful way of how God has his nature and how he handles those situations with us. So now I got three more questions and we'll call it good. <clears throat> so does God have a body like we do? Right. No, God is a most pure spirit. He does not have a body like we do, like he said. But throughout Old Testament, he sometimes took on the form of man, which we know as Christ in the Old Testament, to show himself to his people. This pointed forward to the days when God would take himself a human body and the forever in Jesus Christ. So cool, cool shadowing what's to come, right? Okay, so what was wrong with Sarah's laughter? Yes, she was doubting God. Good. This is not laughter of joy, okay? Not joyful faith, but laughter of disrespect that had forgotten God's power which we do that a lot, don't we? Sometimes we just forget how powerful God is. We think in our own little world that we can do this or he can't do that, and it gets us in trouble a lot. It really does. But good. And so last question is, what do we learn about God from this story? Can you guys tell me? Yes. Yes, he's very gracious. He came low to reveal himself to Adam and Sarah, so he came to us. Responding with gentleness to Sarah's sinful doubting and lying. So we've sinned, he still has grace for us. Though Christians struggle with doubt, God does not cast them off, right? He is gracious towards them in their sin. And that's what we want to learn today about that. God does not forsake believers in their doubt, but draws near to them in grace. And that's what I want you all to remember. So real quick, let's go ahead and go in a word of prayer and we'll get started with our worship. God, we thank you for this time to honor you through the word. We're especially gracious for your grace and mercy that we've seen in scripture, the examples that though we can doubt you and lie and yet you still forgive us, we still repent for that and you give us the option to come towards us, to become intimate with us in that way, to understand and and just talk with us. And we're really grateful for that because we definitely need it. We just want to pray that uh, we have our family members just draw near to you and help us rid us of those doubts and fears that we have you, Lord, and strive to study the word so we might more trust in you and understand who you are in the word, not only as authority, but as a, as a wonderful Lord and Savior. It is in your name we pray, amen.